Way of the Warrior, your MMA show. Ten yeah, seconds. Rolls into it. Wow, he might get it. Ten seconds. It's all over. Way of the Warrior. One of his legs could fight at welterweight, I'm sure. Probably. I think the first two minutes were everything we thought it was going to be, and then after that, it was the surprise of the night. If it happens in MMA, you hear about it here. Your MMA show, Way of the Warrior. It is Way of the Warrior, Eric Hulkman, along with Ken Evans covering everything in the world of mixed martial arts and what would an international fight week be without a canceled fight. So that <laughs> that's where we are, friends. You got to love it. You got to love it. Oh. Luckily, we've got a new co-main event, well, Matt Sarah versus Drunk Guy yes. at the casino. Yes. It's going to be your new co-main Which event. Would be amazing. And I'm all in. It's more yeah. than I've ever been on a Matt Sarah <laughs> fight in the past. <laughs> Which would be amazing. Uh, if there you, you go. If you missed the news, um, Max Holloway is having concussion-like symptoms and has been pulled from his co-main event defending his belt against Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega pulled off of the card um, and will not be fighting, so that moves Francis Nagano and Derek. Eric Lewis into the co-main event spot. Here's the crazy part, Ken, and I don't know if you saw this. Um, and if this doesn't tell you where we are as a sport and why I continue to joke about canceling the show after 400 episodes. Um, is Wait, we're joking? Is the, U- the UFC's <laughs> idea last night was to do an interim belt. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, I did wait, not hear wait, about this. Wait for it. And I it, didn't even hear interim yet. Okay, an interim belt. Starring Frankie Edgar and Jeremy Stevens. Why would... So Brian, so so Brian you, Ortega isn't involved in it at all. Just screw you, Brian Ortega, for coming in, to Vegas? Yes. So, like, you're not far off with with Matt, Sarah, and Drunk Guy at the Bellagio <laughs> as what they were going to do for a co-main event. That was... You know, Sarah looked as good as he's looked in a while. I'm not even <laughs> he, kidding. He did. I mean, he, like... Top mount control, like that right. guy, you know, he was high on the chest. Right. It was great form. Guy couldn't really get casual. him off. Very casual. Sportsmanship was there. Bad you know, position. Said, I mean, the, the ref came over and stopped it in due time. It was it was really well done, <laughs> I think. So, you know, this isn't going to really affect the card in a buy rate kind of way. What's going to affect no, it is no, the fact not. that, you know, I, I know we're both fans of Max because he's talked to us quite a few times on the show. And I was looking forward to Max kind of getting on this stage because, I, you know, I'd have to dig back through and I'm probably going to have somebody tweet me that he was on one of the biggest cards ever, just not in a way where I noticed it. But this would have been a cool showcase for him with a nice win over Brian Ortega if that would have happened. I'm not saying that's a gimme by any means, but to have him on this card, which, you know, you and I have both looked at. This is the card we're we're buying right now. Yes. This is a card in 2018 that we're buying. Not saying we haven't bought cards already and that we won't necessarily buy ones in the future, but this one is, you know, this is on the list. This is the one that we're going to make sure we see this weekend. Yeah, and what was scary, if you haven't seen it, uh, I believe it's on our Facebook page, is a couple days ago it was Max Holloway talking to Michael Bisbing on UFC on Fox, and Bisbing sort of calls him out because something seems off and that was kind of the start of this thing which raises Ken above and beyond you have ever if you're a fan of this sport and you are a fan of that fight and it's a perfect fight for those two guys you have every right to be bummed the scarier part was this is a scary situation for the sport and concussion protocols and all sorts of things because this is a guy that if this sort of stuff doesn't happen. He doesn't, I mean, the statement from his team that he fell asleep and they couldn't wake him up. I mean, these are like terrifying scenarios for, you know, whatever he was going through to camp before he even got to like the difficult part of weight cut. 
Well, not only the difficult difficult part of weight cut, and I, I don't want to say they're one in the same because I know we've seen a lot of things happen with weight cuts, so a lot of people have kind of jumped away. You have there, and I'm not saying it's it's the wrong thing to look at. I think I'm more scared about the fact that he was ostensibly in a fight camp, and this type thing happened until the guy started basically talking nonsense and not waking up, which makes me wonder where the protocol protocols are to begin with. Well, no, that's, I mean, are they in the right spot? That's what I'm talking about, Ken. I'm not talking about – I'm not making the weight cut and this connected. I'm saying even before that happens, this guy is in a camp taking whatever sort of damage he's taking that he can't even put two sentences together with Michael Bisping. That's happening well – I'm with you. This is happening well before we even get to media week. Well, no, and I, and I understand that, but there's a lot of people saying, oh, well, he, he almost made it to the weight cut and blah, 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 and that would have been terrible. This is already terrible. Yes, Absolutely. And, you know, and it just it's for the last 24 hours at this. Well, not even 24 hours. I've been sitting here just thinking, like watching that interview with Bisbing and thinking about all the things you're thinking about it. You know, it raises some questions about this sport that are deeper than the questions we've already talked about this week about the sports business health. This raises questions about the sports health health. Well, the one thing that this sport has always had going for it in a way that uh, it, most other sports don't is that once you take that concussive blow, you're usually done. You're done for the night. You, the, the ref is going to stop the fight. You're going to go out. There's no standing eight count. There's no walking over to the sidelines and getting your bearings, quote, unquote. The one thing this sport has had, and it, it is a combat sport. It is a physical sport. It is a contact sport. But the one thing that we've always been able to say, and one of the things I've always said to people, too, is that I'm much more likely to let my fun son fight an MMA fight than I would be to play a pro football game by leagues ahead of ever doing boxing. Sure. And now you have to kind of wonder what happened and where did it happen and why did it happen that he apparently had a concussion and might have been training through it, which exacerbated these circumstances. And we will, as we get more information, because it's, it's kind of like what we have told you is what we have. As we get more and that's inf- all. You know, as we get more information, we will let you know. I mean, I will say before we move on here, um, at no point should he get cleared to fight in UFC 227 based on what we've seen this week, even though that's some of the discussion. Like, the dude needs a break, and I mean a legit break. Like, can we talk November, December? Like, this is what, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but um, you know, I kind of want to end it there and we will get into it as we get more details. But if you're somebody who's like, well, we'll just hit him on the next time. I, I don't, what Ken's saying is I don't think we should hit him on the next time. I think we should wait a little bit longer. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't know whether we should or shouldn't hit him the next time. Uh, I, I think it's important now that whatever the doctors say is what they do. I do know, you know, in the NFL, you can see a guy, he'll, he'll go out with concussion syndrome, concussion protocol, be back in a week or two after going through all of the tests. I mean, this could have been simply an instance where he wasn't, he wasn't recognized in the training session or whatever happened as having the concussion. I don't know. When is the next event? 227 is about a month ago. It's It's going to be about a month. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying he couldn't be there, but that shouldn't be necessarily the first thought is, oh, we got to get him on 227. Which which I've already seen on Twitter at this point. So I just wanted to say that out loud. Some more context, though, before we get into the meat of what the event this weekend is about. Um, UFC 189, you have Aldo pulling out of that fight with McGregor. UFC 200, John Jones pulled for an anti-doping violation. 213, Amanda Nunes draws. Withdraws, I should say, for sinusitis, and now 226. Holloway withdraws uh, with concussion syndromes. This is your international fight week, and um, it has been cursed seemingly from the word go. 
um, as we can't mm-hmm. seem to get to the finish line with an intact car. Well, we haven't really gotten to the finish line with an intact car this entire year, but again, another international fight week happens, and, and we don't make it. That said, as Ken alluded to yeah. at, the, at the top of this, it should not in any way, shape, or form impact why people are there. No, people are there for the super fight. P- people are there for the fact that uh, you're going to have Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic fighting. Uh, this, if everything holds true, and I know he spoke to Ariel Helwani at ESPN, which sounds weird to say now, uh, but DC talked to Ariel Helwani. He still says he's on track to retire in March of next year, which means if that is the case, we are down to three DC fights. You know, Ariel kind of pressed him on the timeline, uh, he, thinking, hey, man, that's only going to give, really give you two two shots. And, you know, DC's uh, timeline says he wants to be back in November and then fight again in March, and that would be his last fight. So, I mean, you know, I think inarguably one of the greatest of all time and then arguably one of the top levy, light heavyweights of all time, depending on how you want to take those situations with John Jones and lay them out in front of DC's career. So, I mean, you've got DC in there. You've got the heavyweight champion of the world, the light heavyweight champion of the world. I don't think this has ever happened, right? Uh, no. You have, it, super fight? it has never happened. This is the thing that we wanted to see happen with John and Brock about a year and a half, two years ago when Brock came back. We all thought that would be the logical next step. And we're seeing a version of that now with the heavyweight champion and light heavyweight champion taking each other on. Uh, it should be an interesting fight. I've had a lot of people, this is where you kind of gauge that casual interest, say, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And I don't know. It, when I look at this fight straight up and look at both of their records and what they do and what they're best at, I would say this should be a pretty decisive DC win. Really? Should be, now, this should be a decisive DC win. But what is the factor we've talked about every time DC's fought over the past three years? Um, he, How old he is? He, well, and he leans into your like. He does lean. Yes. He does lean. I don't. Stipe's not going to throw kicks like John Jones or punches like John Jones. I, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Stipe. I've got a ton of respect for the guy and his power. I'm thinking more along the lines that DC's going to be able to get inside and grind, and that's what he does. And if he gets inside and grinds, Stipe feels like he's comfortable there. I don't know if he's ever been in there with a guy like DC. Of course, he's going to have a little bit of the size advantage. He's been fighting stronger guys for a more consistent period recently than DC has. But then all you have to do is go back to that pride, not the pride, uh, Strike Force Grand Prix, and DC won that whole thing out of nowhere. You know, he was the heavyweight champion of the world as far as that Grand Prix went. So I I don't know. If you take age out of it, you don't think this is a pretty favorable matchup for DC? So Okay, so Vegas holistically disagrees with you. And, uh, you know, I, would, I think the age factor is there, though. That's I would, why he, everybody's looking at this and going, ah, he's, he's going to get old one night. And that's what we always say. That's true. He is. And, and I would say um, my heart always bets on D.C. just because I'm romantic about the Strikeforce Grand Prix. And I'm romantic about the, fi- the fact that people continually discount him. They continually say he can't do this. He can't do that. They said he couldn't even hold around against John Jones when that first fight came around and that you know that mm-hmm. wasn't what happened. And so do I think he could win? He absolutely could win. His only advantage in my mind is he's going to be the better wrestler. But if you go back and watch Stipe fight Francis Ngannou, he beat Ngannou by being DC. Okay, but that's a different level of wrestler than Daniel Cormier. I really think one hundred percent. I just you still have to go through one of Stipe's 
things that he's amazing at is he can knock you out with half his arm. Like some of the ways he's knocking guys out are not full body punches. No, and th- and that is going to be something that that DC is going to have to deal with. I mean, DC hasn't fought at heavyweight since. Well, I think te- he wasn't. No, he was. Did he fight lighter heavy against Anderson Silva? I don't remember. Just I, it was I a, don't know. That weird, like one hundred ninety-six pounds or so. Who knows what they fought at? Like, so he was under. Two, he was probably under two hundred five. I think it was. I actually, to be able to, to sanction that, to be factually correct, I think it was like two ten something around there. Like overall, like even at weigh-in, because I, I remember the whole thing with John Jones happened. I think so. Let me check. Keep talking. I'll I'll check. I'll keep. <laughs> Anyhow, my point was going to be that I don't think DC has fought at heavyweight since it was either Roy Nelson. Yeah, I think it was Roy Nelson. Yeah, yeah, Roy Nelson. I was going to say Roy or Frank Mir. Uh, it was Roy Nelson back in 2013. So. That size advantage that DC kind of naturally had in those first couple of fights at light heavyweight, you know, he is a light heavyweight now. And I know he hates the cut, and I know he feels ten times better, but he's been fighting light heavyweight guys now for the better part of five years. So that will be the thing that he, he's going to have to deal with. And, I, you know, I'm not saying that if Stipe catches him flush, that's not going to be it for DC. It just seems like every other guy other than John Jones, has never been able to catch him flush. He's never been able, you know, Anthony Johnson, remember that fight with D.C.? Everybody's like, wow, that's going to be it for him, man. Anthony Johnson, he's just too powerful. He's too strong. Man, if he hits him, if he catches him, that's going to be it. You know, and and he subbed him in the second round. That was a, I, I remember after that fight, I was like, "That was an amazing performance. That was a that was a great defense of his belt. That was uh, that was against a guy that everybody said that night was going to be the night that DC was going to lose." When you talk about people count, counting him out, so I don't know, man. I, I think I I don't know if my pick is DC, but I feel like DC can negate the good things that Stipe can bring to the fight, and Stipe's a great fighter. I've said good. I, I need to clarify that. Stipe's a great fighter. I just think that one of the best inside wrestlers ever in the history of the UFC is going to be standing on the other side of that cage. It'll be fascinating to watch on Saturday night. Your main card just to kind of reset what you get for UFC 226. It's Stipe and DC, obviously, at the top of the card. Nagano and Derek Lewis is your new co-main event with Holloway and Ortega out. Felder and Mike Perry is after that. Mike Chiesa is back after the Conor McGregor attack. He's taking on Anthony Pettis as they run that one back. And uh, Gokan Saki and Kali Roundtree, which will kick off the main card and will be amazing, is what you've got. Uh, you've got Asun Sao, Rob Font, Funky Lando, he's um, on the the prelims on FS1 along with Uriah Hall, who's taking on Paul Acosta. That will kick off the end of the prelims into the main card, and so that's what you get on Saturday night. And then we won't spend a whole lot of time talking about this because I want to talk about Hall of Fame and some other things, but you also, on Friday night, since it's International Fight Week, get the Ultimate Fighter 27 finale, which I wish they would just call it the finale finale so we never have to watch this show ever again but that is mm. that's headlined by brad tavares and uh israel aliazanda and then you've got the uh tournament fight final excuse me for lightweight and featherweight then alex caceres is on that roxanne Marif- uh, modafferi is on there and then uh alessio de de chirio and julian marquez uh, are also on that card as well that is friday night the- fox sports one Sorry about that. Uh, here's the interesting things about uh, that. <laughs> Every they were trying to make this a big event, a big Ultimate Fighter. They put the main event of UFC 226. Those are the coaches. Yes. And I had to look it up this morning to remember that. That tells you how much too. I mean, it depends on the show. And I, I think I said this when you because you brought it up. You're like, hey man, 
It's going to be Miocic and Cormier. They're going to be the coaches. That'll be interesting. I said, no, it won't. And, and you looked at me kind of crazy. I said, they don't care about these guys. No, and I'm sure they did what they had to. They were going to train for their fight. Yep. Some of the guys that coach the show, they coach to win the show. The guys that coach to win the show, sometimes they're super entertaining. Sometimes they really hate each other, so things get really riled up inside that gym. Nothing like that happened this season because these guys are both pros. They both want to go get their job done inside the cage, get the training done, and do what they have to do for their fight. Okay, you know what? We'll tape the show and we'll help these guys along the way, but we still have to be concentrating on what we're doing. And I don't know if we've seen a fight of this magnitude where both guys are kind of such pros going in. I mean, we haven't seen a ton of trash talk with either of these dudes. No, and I, I think all the trash talking that you've been seeing is guys like – um, you know, Stipe going after guys like that are reporting, right? He's not really going after DC. Right. He's going after people asking the same questions over and over and over again because obviously that can get a little tiresome. Right? Yeah, I mean that's his job, though. And you know, you want to make the big bucks, be I, the top of the card, I quit being it. a baby. Come on, Stipe. I get he's it. all. He needs to understand. He is all that Cleveland has left now. He yes, he's the. the you, <laughs> you've been there. You've been to that dirt town, and all they have now is Stipe Miocic. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That little far, farm town next to the water. That just I didn't has, say farm town. Uh, dirt. <laughs> Fair dirt. enough. Right. Um, I do want to talk uh, about Hall of Fame here in a second, but I also want to hit really quickly um, something that Stipe said um, as he's been asked about all week long, and there are rumors coming out of guys like Front Row Brian and um, the Diz at Talk MMA on Twitter that um, Stipe has either Brock or John Jones on the horizon. Do you like either one of those better than the other or both? Oh, man. Uh, if if I'm going to pay for one of them, it's going to be Brock and Stipe to okay. start. I, here's the funny thing. I feel like Brock will get to the fight. I well, don't and, know yet if John Jones will and, get to the fight. So one of the rumors is that he is in Vegas this weekend, and that might actually, you know, they might actually bring him into the to the octagon who knows if that's actually true um rock yes but i mean it's international oh, fight okay. week you're tr you and i have been talking well ostensibly all year long about how there's nothing after this there's really nothing for well, the casual fan to look forward to and this would certainly be it there's one other rumor i'll get to that certainly will bring the casual fans back in but i want to stay here for just a second well uh, here here's one thing i can tell you and this is this will all play out and i don't know i haven't read news reports i'm not keeping up with the TMZ sports kind of angle of this. If Brock's in Vegas, something's happening. That dude does not leave his house. Right. He doesn't. He's defended his WWE belt. And don't get mad at me. Defended. Shown up. Whatever you want to say. Even his appearances. He's shown up like six times in the past two years. So the dude does not leave his house. Dude does not come to see friends at UFC International right. Fight Week. Right. If he's in town, he's there to make money. Yes. And if he's there to make money, he's going to do it by fighting in the UFC. So... If you see him at all, something's going down. I don't know what. It may not even happen that night. Let's say let's say the matchup they do want to make is Brock. You want to fight for the heavyweight title if Stipe wins. Cool. Let's do that. I mean, I, I told you this before. I think you could go back three, four podcasts. I, I told you whoever wins this fight, the best next fight is going to be Brock. And I told you, I told you even if DC wins by a slim margin, I want to see DC Brock because we're down to DC's last three fights. What are they going to beat? I think Brock has to be one of them if Brock is available. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would say if these are his last three fights, so Stipe being one, Brock being two, the one thing I would like to not see is John Jones a part of that. No, I think I, I agree with you. 
I think if D.C. were to tell you what he wanted, he would say the same thing. But I don't trust that his competitive spirit, if somehow you're able to put that timeline together, I don't I, but, know if it's going to But the timeline you just gave me, that, that's no. not possible. Well, isn't isn't Jones cleared after next month or whatever, and then he goes back into the testing pool and maybe, blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah maybe. I just seems... Or is it... It's been two years, right? Has it been? I will have to look that up. I just think, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I would like to know. Oh, no, it's only, oh, my God, that was a year ago. It feels longer, doesn't okay, it? So, yeah, there you go. So, is he still out? He's out two years? Or, I, wait, we still don't have a No, no, we haven't done, yet. we haven't finished it yet. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to see John Jones necessarily be a part of it. I don't know if the way DC works, his competitiveness, if he would if he would turn that down necessarily. Yeah, but I mean the only the And the I don't final, know what the other I, the, the final fight's easy. There's only one that makes sense. It's DC and uh Conor McGregor. <laughs> and DC's got to cut to 170. Yes, he's got to get down to 170. And the whole thing is Conor McGregor just sending him uh, meat pies from Belfast. Yes. To tempt him to not make weight. Tell me you're not paying. So for what that. is that third fight? We've got two big fights. I don't uh, who is the um I mean is whoever wins on this card are they see here's a, here's your timeline that could work out theoretically you have if dc wins okay dc beats stipe let's say he beats him pretty handily i mean sure even if he even if he decisions the guy i think if five rounds in a championship fight we need to start calling that a win and mm-hmm. let guys work their way back in so dc wins i think you could easily see him take the winner of that fight on the undercard whether it's Nganu okay. or yep. Derek lewis and then move on to the Brock fight if that wants to be his last fight. I mean, it's not. I mean, we're not necessarily getting all the star power in the world with a a Daniel Cormier and Ganu fight or Derek Lewis fight. But if you look at it, and he's going to be the heavyweight champ at that point, that that fight would make sense because I don't think he's going to go back to cutting. I, I know think, he's kind of yeah, been I, back and forth on that. I don't think after this fight, he's after he hasn't had to cut the way he has in the past, he's going to want to go back to it. Well, and especially since they sent set up, they haven't set it yet, and you were yelling at me on Twitter, they set up an interim fight at light heavyweight. So, um, you know, they haven't called it that. But, that wasn't an interim. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? They haven't called it that, but that's what it is, is like when you don't come back down, these guys can fight for the belt, yo. I wish they would just do a little bit of an old school tournament for that thing. Yeah. Even if it's just four guys. But who, like, yeah, I'm with you, but the, it's just not deep enough, right? Well, I mean, deep enough or not, I think you got to put them in there just because we've got to reset the division if that actually happens. Yes, here's the one thing. I would, I, you, we've got too many. We've got too many half-assed divisions. We are, I'm not going to go over this again just because we did this last week. There's too many half-assed divisions in the UFC right now. But here's the one like, thing I would, we I, don't know which guy won, which guy had an interim right, title, but then right. was bumped up because another guy didn't show up. I, I don't think you want to have that with yet another division. So if you if you put four guys in, whether or not they've been there or not. You get it done, and it's done, and it's kind of decided, and we've cleared out the top of the division and can let young guys try to come up and in. Right, and here's the one, the last thing I'll say about these three fights, though, um, is if, and I think he will, if Nagano beats Derek Lewis and DC wins, I don't like that fight because I don't want Nagano to take two losses to two champions because I think it's harder to build him up. I would rather do DC Stipe this weekend DC mm-hmm. Brock, what did you say, November? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, DC Brock, November. He beats Brock, let's say, DC Stipe, because at that, that point, Stipe will be back in it, and that's how you end it. Hopefully back in it. 
Yeah, I well, I mean, he's done it. You before. never know. He's done it before. He'll do it again. So, uh, yeah. the last one, the last one, I want to. Eric's got all. No, there's no questions about it as far as Eric goes. Well, I mean, look, in a world that we get Chuck and Tito three, which I refuse to even talk about, like I, I just think Stipe could get another title shot. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just looking forward to Chuck and Tito four, which is now for certain to happen. After we get Chuck and Tito three, it, it will happen in the middle of Fast and Furious ten. Is when that that fight will happen. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> Okay, the other bit of uh, rumored news is that you uh, they have not announced it yet, but it, it seems like a lot of people are chirping that October 6th will be Conor McGregor and uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Well, How the, sure are we on this? Well, the official story right now that's out from the UFC's side and, and Conor's coach is that the talks are quote-unquote ongoing. The rumored conversation is that they've already settled on a date and they just haven't inked everything and it's going to be October 6th. Here's where the concern is, and then I want to talk about Hall of Fame and then, then we can get out of here for the, the weekend and everyone can enjoy UFC 226 and International Fight Week, is when you're looking at guys like Naganu, not Naganu, sorry, uh, Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson, and now Max Holloway, you know, they're they're not making it to the finish line. And so as much as yeah. I want to see this Connor fight, I just don't know that I can trust Khabib to make it. Well, here's an here's an interesting thing. And, and, I, and I'm glad you brought up Max Holloway there, because that's a very interesting uh, situation, because I thought, did you see Conor McGregor's tweet? Uh, I believe it was. Was it yesterday or, or was it earlier today? Uh, earlier today. Uh, where he said, my thoughts and respect are with the 145-pound world champion, Max Blessed Holloway. I believe this is the first time he's acknowledged that he's not the champion of that division, correct? Um, Which would make a lot of sense if he's already got his eyes on another fight and set. Because Conor McGregor, if if he's anything, he's a businessman. And the best thing for a businessman to do is keep all of his options open. Even though we don't think he's ever going back to 145, there would be no reason as a draw, as somebody who would have to negotiate, to ever close one of those doors unless you're pretty sure you've already got your next fight set up, which leans itself to that Khabib-Conor McGregor fight. Yes. Which is obviously where things have been leading anyways. I just thought that was a really interesting thing because I saw the headline where he, he gave his respect to Max Holloway. And obviously this is an interesting situation, uh, probably a situation that could scare a lot of fighters, too. This well, isn't like somebody broke their arm or twisted a knee. No, no, no. And, and, you know, let's put on the full tin hat on Thursday afternoon. And all, the other guy that said the same thing to Max Holloway is Khabib Nurmagomedov, which. Right. Make, so I make mean, some correlations there if you'd like. More interesting, though, to me was the fact that he actually called him the world champion, mm -hmm. which I thought that that's very weird. Connor Connor hasn't called legitimate world champions world champions, <laughs> let alone somebody who never beat him for the belt, a belt that he held at one point in the UFC. Right. So do we so I is and to back around to your actual question. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't know if Habib's going to get there, but he's the guy right now. So what do you, you can't do anything else. I mean, on certain on certain occasions, you just have to make the fight and hope for the best. And if your guy is in there and he's the one that is your champion and your number one guy in the company is in that weight division, you got to do that fight. You can't you can't go. Okay, Connor's coming back. How about Connor and uh, no disrespect to him, but how about Connor and Kevin Lee? That's right. not a fight you're making. Right. You don't just put them up against the top. You you put them in there against your champion. And you just got to do it. You got to suck it up and you got to hope for the best as far as Khabib showing up for the fight. 
All right, so we are uh, doing this on Thursday afternoon, if you're hearing it. So tonight is the UFC Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and uh, the fight that's being inducted into the Hall of Fame comes from UFC 139. That's Dan Henderson and Shogun Hua. Um, you also have uh, the aforementioned Matt Sarah will be in the Hall of Fame tonight. <laughs> Pioneer Wing. Yes, the Pioneer Wing. Art Davey will be in, which I think it's interesting it's taken so long to get Art Davey, who is clearly the co-founder of the organization. Uh, Don't mistake him for Art Jimerson, the guy yes, with one glove. Who is, who, if he is not in the Hall of Fame yet. Um, he should be in the Boxing and MMA Hall of Fame. Right in the middle. Um, He's the only boxer to ever go in the ring with one glove, right? Yep. That way he could grab onto... Just, Hoist Gracie. Um, right. That Bruce, worked. Bruce Canal, the TV producer who's been working with the organization, he actually passed in March. Uh, he will be going in as a contributor. And obviously the um, most polarizing figure going into the Hall of Fame this year is Ronda Rousey. And polarizing because... She's polarizing? Well, I, I do think there's the, the discussions around this I think are interesting. I don't necessarily believe all of them. I think it's interesting to talk about her in the context of, was she a pioneer? Yes. Was she a trailblazer? Yes. Was the way she went out really hard to celebrate yeah totally really hard to celebrate which i which i think though is a nice thing that she's going into the hall of fame though because i mentioned this when we talked about this it might have been off the air might have been a little bit on the air i thought it was a nice way to kind of reset our memories of ronda because it, she had gone out in such a way that was like just left a bad taste in our mouths i mean she didn't want to talk to people she talked about the suicide thing after the one loss uh, just didn't talk to anybody didn't do any press run up to that next fight with nunez it, it was just such a bad bad taste she kind of forgot about all the stuff that we loved about her when she first came in the organization when she convinced dana white without ronda rousey there are no women fighting on any of these cards Whatever you want to say about her ability, who she did or didn't fight, and where she was at what place in history and where in time she landed and whether or not that helped her out, doesn't matter. The end result is there are women fighting in the UFC directly because of Ronda Rousey. And there was a run there where we paid a lot of money to watch her go in and 90 seconds later take somebody's arm. We paid a lot of money for that, and they made a lot of money off of it. And I, I really like the fact that we're getting a little bit of a reset with this induction into the Hall of Fame for her. And we're kind of putting a nice cap on the career. And we're doing it at a time where we're not still so far removed that we have to kind of jog our memories. Right. You know? Yeah, she's, for sure. She, she, she's going in. You know, it, her last fight was, what, a year and a half ago? Not even? Yes. About a year and a half ago at this yep. point? So, I mean, we remember Ronda Rousey, the fighter. That's why she's going into the modern era wing. That's why they're bringing her in. She's still top of mind in media sources and, and news coverage. So, I, I, you know, I watched the retrospective on the UFC Fight Pass uh, show channel or whatever it is. I thought it was really well done. I kind of sat there and I go, oh, that's right. I remember that fight. That was cool. Oh, I remember that one. That was really cool, too. Things that I, literally, it's just, it was such a bad way to go out. You're 100% right, Eric. I do think this is helping kind of reset some of that. Which will be, you know, exciting for her to see. She's getting in, obviously, tonight. Um, I Again, like I said, I don't necessarily agree with that point of view, but I do think it's a valid way to discuss it, is that we, when we talk about Hall of Fames, we tend to either put a, a fair amount of distance between the thing that they did that maybe wasn't the best look and them coming in. And like you said, this, right. is, this is pretty recent history, so to speak. So it's not like um, Art Davies, right? which is mm -hmm. there's a lot of distance between our Davies and and his Hall of Fame induction. Um, 
there are still people that continue to ask her about this career and the things that she did. I mean, dude, they were still doing that when she was doing her WrestleMania run, right? When she was going to debut yeah. at WrestleMania, they were still talking about it. And so I don't, well, I, I'm with you. That's a nice thing for her too, because I think this will finally end that talk too, is she won't have to answer that question anymore. She's like, nope, I'm done. I'm a UFC Hall of Famer. I, I was a former champion. That's who I am now. So this this helps her out in that regard a little bit, too, because you're right. Every time she was going in front of a camera, yeah, but are you going to fight again? Are you? No, that's not necessarily going to stop, but this puts a little more of a bookend onto that thing. So we will, uh, you'll be able to catch that tonight on uh, Fight Pass if you have it, and otherwise you can kind of, I'm sure, catch some of the um, highlights both in the pay-per-view on Saturday night, and you'll catch them on YouTube. We will be keeping you up to date on all of the results this weekend on Twitter and Facebook at Wow Show. I am Eric Halkren. That is Ken Evans. And this... Oh, wait. Are we going to do official picks? We oh, kind of meandered yeah, yeah. around it. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm right. gonna, I'm DC gonna, or Stipe? I'm going to take DC. I'm going to take Stipe. Man, I don't want to, but I'm going to take him. You don't and, and I, it's nothing against him. Otherwise, Any other fighter, I'm probably rooting for Stipe. This fight, I'm probably rooting for DC, but I'm going to pick Stipe. So, and we just got to pick the co-main, too. Yeah, and I'm, I'm taking Nagano. Hands down. Yeah, I think so, too, which is going to make a really next fight, interesting next fight for, and that, you, you know, if DC loses, not to rehash too much, but if DC loses, you could still see him fight Ngannou. Still think that'd be interesting. Sure. That's, I mean, that's a better story than him winning, because I did, again, with Nagano, there's such an upside and he's so young and you saw that in the Stipe fight. I just don't want to stomp on that too early. Yeah, but at that point, you'd have DC going off maybe, you, you really think DC just would nail Nagano to the wall. Well, if you, I mean, if if Stipe was able to out wrestle him, yes, yes, I do. Okay, I, I'm not saying no. I just think it's interesting. We can argue so, about it. We'll argue about it next week. Next week after we find out who wins. Yes. So there you go. It'll be a double count out. The first ever in <laughs> UFC history, and we'll all be screwed with all of our picks. <laughs> you can follow along on Twitter and, and uh, Facebook with Wow Show. I'm Eric. That's Ken, and this is Way of the Warrior.